Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Colonel Stewart here, and looks like we've got our special guest joining us. Okay, I've got you listening. Let's see if we can get you to join the show, Dennis. Um, we'll try and work it out here. Uh, but uh, we're talking WKU football. We've got a quick recap on the week for the other sports. And uh, we'll talk some gambling here towards the end of the episode. Stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they post the SEC. You're listening to the Real Podcast. Yes, sir, I got you here. just a quick word from our sponsor i am not ashamed to admit in the past i've needed a therapist we all need someone and it's a strong person who can admit it i talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist and i really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was but with this episode sponsor better help you do you can filter out who you would like to talk to age gender religion and more to pair you with the person who works best for you and if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting you're not stuck you can switch counselors BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com slash Redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right. Uh, So I'd like to first welcome our guest, former Hilltopper Dennis Edwards. Thanks for joining us tonight, bud. How's it going? I'm glad to be here with you all. Great, great, great. And we got Matt, as always. What's up, buddy? Go Tops. Looks like you've made it back from the back fat of Nashville. <laughs> Smurfersboro. Man, they had yeah. all their uh, Blue Nighted crap up everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so, just real quick, we're going to talk uh, some Western sports. Uh, looks like volleyball swept Liberty yesterday 3 to nothing. Uh, and they beat Liberty again today, three-two. Which no surprise there. Volleyball's doing amazing. As a nail biter uh, though today, man, that was. Uh, I looked at that just now and uh, was surprised they went three-two. I know, right? I was like, you know, as after they talked about how great everything was uh, the day before or yesterday. <laughs> um, and just a quick note: looks like Western is going to be uh, invading Glasgow, the Barron County takeover. Uh, Western is going to be having an event October 9th with the Tops Live Radio Show at Colton Steakhouse from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time. And on October 12th, Steve Lutz and WKU Men's Basketball Program will hold an open practice scrimmage at Barron County High School beginning at 6 p.m. So I hope you all can join them there. And then, of course, Coach Hudson, or (laughs) Hudson, Coach Helton uh, will be on the live show from 7 to 7.30 as he talks about the game against law tech and then uh and looks ahead to the showdown at jacksonville state on tuesday october 17th and then coach hudson will be talking about their games and such after that let's see western is going to be having a breast cancer awareness uh bat out breast cancer where you can pay five dollars to come and try and hit uh for five hits on eight attempts to hit a soft toss pitch uh this obviously is a uh, fundraiser for breast cancer. Uh, it's a great thing. Uh, they have um, the concession stand open as well. So you can buy drinks, food, whatever, come watch and support the cause. That's always a great thing. 
Uh, if you are unable to attend, you can donate through the online link below on the WKU Sports page uh, to tribute in honor of uh, to or, or put bad out breast cancer in the name of someone uh, that you know. Uh, so there's that. Trying to make sure I cover all my bases real quick. Um, not worried about tennis. So sorry, tennis. <laughs> we'll skip tennis this week. Um, Come on, man. Tennis has its place. <laughs> it does. It does. You just put it in it, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Uh, I don't think we're known as the tennis podcast, so I think we'll be okay. Um, so real quick, Western, uh, beat MTSU. Uh, we are, um, which is always a great thing. Uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I was a little worried there for a little bit. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, obviously proud of the tops and we got off to pretty decent start actually. Uh, was it 23 to three? Um, yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that, listen, I think middle is better than their record. I think they're now what one in four. Um, but they, they're obviously, they should end up about 500 or so, um, which is the stock still way. But anyway, um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you know this, but we're not big middle fans. No, I mean, same here. (laughs) I'm I'm shocked. We haven't started calling them the mutts yet. I'm waiting. There you go. That's right. Let's roll with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, honestly, Matt, at one point I uh, was kind of worried. I uh, honestly thought middle was going to start to come back a little bit there. Okay. I don't know, I don't know what you're getting at. It's like we were ahead the whole game. I don't know what you mean, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but you could feel the shift and it was like, uh-oh. You yeah. know, they scored that oh. touchdown in the third quarter and it was like, okay. are they, You know, and I think they, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look back at the play-by-play, but. They had, they had a pretty good drive there. I think they got an interception on us and had a decent drive. And then it was, uh, you know, I thought, well, here we go. This is going to be like Troy. And it's like, and it couldn't have been to a worse opponent, but, but the defense stopped them. We, you know, scored again, uh, in the fourth quarter and just kind of sealed it away. So. And middle's a good team. They've played some good opponents this year. So, I mean, it, when they got on that little third quarter run, I was much like you. I was kind of worried for a second. I mean, they hung around a top Missouri team for a while in mm-hmm. Colorado State. I don't think they're a pushover either. We saw them hang around Colorado for a while. So, I mean, I was definitely – that third quarter push, I was I was glad when we got over the hump and we took yes. back control of the game in the fourth. Yes. So, um, uh, of course, Dennis, uh, Kentucky has just legalized online gambling for sports. So uh, – I'll say this, you know, pardon my French, my ass decided to bet the over and the under. So I didn't, <laughs> but I bet tops both ways. So we were good. Um, I actually got the payout on the under. So that was good. Um, but uh, Western definitely, uh, I was really proud of the effort, especially, you know, being able to put the game away there. Um, and Nicholas Varadi or whatever his name is, he did. I thought he did really well. <laughs> Yeah, first the, the quarterback yes yes the quarterback however you say his name i'm horrible at names <laughs> um but i thought he did pretty good there for a little bit um and i honestly was not really sure where i didn't know how western was going to respond after you know that third quarter score for them uh but the guys put it away uh matt what were your uh, i know you did a game grades article for the tower rack what were your thoughts yeah i mean honestly i thought main maybe the main takeaway if you want that um, would be 
basically the defense stepped up and and made this thing happen. Um, yeah. You know, the offense is still um, not as uh, not as fine tuned as we maybe wanted to be. I mean, it obviously was acceptable. They got out to a nice start. Um, you know, there wasn't anything hideous about the offensive performance, but I, I think the defense finally showing that they can hold a FBS opponent under 400 yards is nice. Um, yeah. and, and holding them to 10 points when, I mean, middle, like, like Dennis already said, they, they hung around with Missouri. Um, they've shown some quality against some good programs and, uh, we, we held them to their second lowest output besides when they played Alabama. Um, but I That's mean, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a really impressive defensive performance and, a. I think we took a huge step forward in the right direction there. I will mention one thing that you just said. You were talking about the defense. Uh, WKU uh, linebacker Bryson Washington uh, was named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week this week. So congratulations to him. He yeah, is the he's the third topper this year to been be named uh, defensive or team. Uh, I guess of the weekly honor. Let me put it that way. Uh, Jacquez Evans and Lucas. Um, Canario, Canario, the kicker. He, they both got Conference USA Players of the Week. So, yeah, you really are terrible with names. I, I really am. I'm just glad Dennis's name is pretty easy. So, Dennis Edwards, just clap it out. Over. Not that I didn't practice that, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I've, I've been saying for years. A lot of times, the linebackers can be the key to the defense because they're in the middle of everything. And so if you yeah. have linebackers showing up, making huge plays, linebackers need to produce some kind of stats. Like you want to see them with tackles or they're getting in the backfield, getting some TFLs or interceptions or something. They have to be doing something statistically if you're going to have a good defense. And you've got Donut, who's obviously doing his thing, and he's all over the field taking care of all kinds of responsibilities now. Plus you have him step up. I think that's a huge reason why the defense was so good this week and, and produce what they did. I do really nice have, I did have a fan, one of our fans, write us and ask a question: Why donuts number is not zero? Because you can now do zero for your number, and I do not know the answer to that. We're really missing out right there. I've been that thinking right. Well. Um, <laughs> so, Dennis, what are your thoughts as far as uh, Western's play against Middle? I know you kind of um, gave a little bit there, but I mean, I think Middle is a good football team. I think, I mean. I don't think we'd played perfect, but the name of the game is be better than your opponent. I mean, they they threw for just as about as many yards as we did. I think we threw – I'm looking at it. We threw for 297. They threw for 252. So, I mean, it's not too far off. And I think their quarterback did a great job of avoiding sacks. I think that's one thing WKU does really well this year. They rushed the passer, I think, as good as anybody. And I think that contributes to a lot of the turnovers they've been able to get. He avoid. I mean, he only got sacked once. I think that's huge on him to be able to avoid him because I don't think it was the O-line for middle that was helping him out too much, but he was doing a good job getting the ball out. So kudos to that guy, even though we don't like the mutts. I mean, he did a great job. <laughs> um, but like I said, everything, they had a lot of rushing yards too, but we had more. Just, we did the, the name of the game is be, be better than your opponent. I think we were able to do that. I think, um, like you said, the offense isn't clicking the way we wanted to do, but one thing they're able to do that they, I don't think they've been – been as good as in the past is running the ball rushing for 156 yards is huge in college football and averaging 5.3 yards a pop that's a big that's a i mean that means every time you hand the ball off every two times you're getting the first down so when 
when the pass game starts clicking, which I know it will, I trust Tyson Helton in the game to get that done. When it starts clicking, if we can continue to rush to close to 5.3 a pop, I mean, I think we're still in good shape. And the good thing is, I think we have some time. Um, I think our next, I mean, we every game's huge, obviously, right? But we, I mean, we we got to be able to do it if we're going to make that run for the conference, which I yes. strongly think we're going to be able to do. But like I yeah. said, I think the middle's a good team. But I, I, I was going to ask you, man. Um, Go ahead, Matt. I was going to ask on the, I was curious, this is an offensive line question. They were, they were um, kind of rotating in the tackles. Did you notice that? Middle with, Tennessee? Uh, no, Western was. Western. Dorsey and um, uh, Jackson and uh, Mark Good. They were rotating those three, and I don't know if they're having like a competition there or if mm-hmm. um, they're trying to figure out who their two tackles are. I'm not sure. I don't know if you noticed that, but they were. I didn't. I didn't notice it. I, um, I actually didn't tur- wasn't able to turn the game on because I do coach high school football. Just throw oh, that yeah, out there. You. So we do JV stuff on Thursdays. So I wasn't able to turn the game on until the set about six minutes left in the second quarter. So I didn't notice that exactly. However, that's not uncommon in a tell some. Uh, uh, Tyson offense to rotate the O-line earlier because it's all about, I mean, being an offensive lineman, it's all about being playing well together and having that um, that feel with one another. So you just kind of – and it's still early in the season, so it's a good time to do it, to kind of get that rhythm with one another and why not do it early so we can find that group. I do think from my knowledge of how they do things and how they've done things is once they get the rhythm, they find the group that gives the best rhythm and they can play fast and they don't have to talk as much and they'll roll with that group. And it's, I mean, it's still early in the season. So you're still kind of rolling through that. The first, usually about the first six games. And then after that, you're kind of rolling deep in the conference. So you're usually find that group and roll with them. Well, I'm wondering, I think um, like I know Dorsey is and good. Both I think have struggled a little bit on the edge and and they've had some penalties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Jackson is just a younger guy that maybe he's uh, maybe he's got a little bit more potential, and they're starting to see him kind of being pretty equal in practice or whatever, and trying to see if he can handle it. I don't know, but it, it was I definitely noticed it the whole game that they were they were moving them like sometimes one of them was at left, one was at right, whatever. And I didn't know if you got a chance to to notice that or check that out, but it was it was interesting to see because usually, like you said, once you get kind of your five you pretty much keep them in unless somebody has a helmet pop off or Mm -hmm. um you know you have an injury or something like that so i thought that was interesting yeah uh you were talking about always doing better than your opponent the only thing that i'm not really happy with that we had more of was penalties Uh, (laughs) we had uh we had eight for 68 yards which you know, not really. I think we had a maybe an unpersonal, uh, unsportsmanlike. I don't remember. I'd have to look back at it. Um, but on the other, on the flip side of that, you know, another positive is we had less penalties than they did. So they had they had lost the fumble and had two interceptions where we only had one interception. So you know, it's like you said, we did everything better, and that's that's how you win. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, did they not do the? Um, uh, no huddle coming out of the of the halftime uh, middle. I mean, oh geez, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> you you pop quizzing me, man. I don't know. I yeah, don't I think what yeah, I don't know. I've, it's hard on Thursday games, but I, if I'm not mistaken, I think middle came out with a with a, a no huddle, uh, quick tempo. You know, get shoot, 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 shoot. And um, I think that was kind of a weakness for us a little bit there, and that's kind of a concerning a little bit, but. 
I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things you just got to build up, uh, you know, get some endurance, get some, get some more conditioning in, I guess. So they definitely had a big long drive there to start the, to start the half. Um, gosh, I mean, it looks like 15 something plays. I mean, they burned up over, they, bur- they burned up almost six minutes on that first drive. Yeah. And it was um, a tempo drive and they were just kind of dinking and dunking down the field, which is, mm-hmm. it's tough to do. Yeah, hey. really. Yeah, no huddle. You're right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of this is no huddle. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I'd remember that. But, um, I mean, and, and of course, you really can't fault the defense there. You know, they you've just got to get that three and out, got to get that quick stop to stop the quick tempo. And once you get winded, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, recover. Um, I mean, one of course, we did that. have that. We did have the, the interception by Stout there too, so. Right. I mean, so. one thing about that one thing about that drive is we did make them absolutely march all the way down the field. We didn't give up a big play. We forced them to find a way to figure it out and they did have to convert a fourth down. And sometimes that just kind of happens. So, I mean, at some point the other, the other team's going to score something. They're going to get a field goal. They're going to get a touchdown. You can't be too hard on them. I mean, the, the, the thing you like to see is we made it extremely tough for them. And then they, you know, they, they found a way to break through and, um, score touchdown. So good for them. Good, yeah. good for you, Mutz. And the thing yeah. with tempo, it leads to some of the things we see, like turnovers and, mm-hmm. and when too much tempo, because so, you get one bad play, then you're playing behind the sticks. As good as we were in the zappy days when we played with tempo, that was a, a problem that we often had. We play so fast, and you get before you blink, it's third and 10 or third and eight. And now you've got to dial up a perfect player. So, I mean, you can – I mean, our defense, like you said, Matt, I think they did a great job of – like, even in that tempo situation, they made them – I mean, they had to run a – was it – you said 15 plays? That's a lot I of mean, plays. I mean, something like that, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I mean, it's almost 20. Yeah. So, they made them there. burn a lot of plays, show a lot of stuff, and to get down the field. 16, so, I mean – 16 plays, I think? Yeah, 15 plays is what ESPN has in okay, 75 15, yards. 16. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, that, that's I mean that's three quarters of the field in six minutes, and it you I mean that's that's a long time in football. So long time. <laughs> um. Yeah. And when you're a big boy, I know how it goes. Um. But um. Uh. So yeah, Western, you know, doing great. Uh. But I I really want to kind of get to the meat of the episode. Let's get let's uh, I'll let Matt take over now. We'll let uh, you ask your some of your questions you prepared for Dennis. Um. So go for it, buddy. Yeah. So. So, Dennis, obviously, feel free to take this wherever you want, man. Um, we don't have to stick to a certain script or whatever. I'm just going to kind of give you stuff to, to go off of, and then you go for it. But, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and kick it off. So, for those that don't know, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, when you played, what you played, degrees, what happened since WKU. You know, tell us who the real Dennis Edwards is. No doubt, man. Um, so I got to WKU in the 14th, July of 2014. Um, shirted that year and continued on to play start for the next three years. Um, didn't miss a game. Um, not, didn't miss many snaps. Uh, we won two conference championships in that time. While I was at Western, I got my first teaching degree. And after the, um, then when Brom left, I played one year with, in the Mike Sanford era. What a great era it was, right? Um. <laughs> Matt and Matt and Coach oh, Sanford yeah. are the best of buddies. So oh, oh, gosh. be careful, buddy. <laughs> oh. Dude, okay, I gotta ask you since you you bringing up Sanford. All okay. right, 
I was his quarterback manager in 2010. Okay. Okay. And I knew the I knew the real Mike Sanford. Did he have that like surfer boy bro. accent? Bro. Yes. Bro. Yes. Hey, cuz like, yeah. <laughs> bro. All right, bro. That's what we're gonna do, right? right? <laughs> Just fun fact: Mike hey, Sanford dude. is also podcasting right now. So. Oh, you're kidding? Oh, <laughs> no, I am not. I'm gonna have to look that up now. I'm, I'm not gonna say any. I'm not gonna say any names, but a certain quarterback that also lo- probably loved him as much as you do sent me a, um, a clip of him on doing a podcast for Boise State. Now, him and some of his old teammates. So. Oh man! Oh, gosh. Gosh. I'm googling it now. <laughs> oh man, he was so polished in front of the cameras, but like, oh yeah, <laughs> away oh, from yeah. the cameras, he was just kind of like surfer dude. You know, hang ten, bro. <laughs> Whatever. He's <laughs> surfing on the back of sharks in San Francisco Bay. So I don't mind saying it now because what are they going to do to me now? But I, I dip tobacco still. But when I was in college, I dipped tobacco. So I do it sometimes when I walk throughs. And Sanford caught wind of that. So he, he would try to get one day he tries to give me a pouch when I walk through. And it's a coffee pouch. I'm like, what in the hell is this you giving me? He's like, that's what we did, bro. I was like, I was like, Sonny, boy, we're in the South. We don't dip coffee. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Lord. In Kentucky, uh, that. Tobacco, isn't that the tobacco capital? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. My grandfather used to grow up back in the day. So, yeah. So, Dennis, <laughs> I, I, I Googled you real quick here while we're doing our little talk. And the first thing that pops up is a YouTube video from ESPN. Yeah. Uh, uh, Western Kentucky's <laughs> Dennis Edwards ejected for targeting. Yeah, so to your to the point, we're playing La Tech this week, right? It was against La Tech in the conference yeah. championship. So you I talked about penalties that. a second ago, and it took everything in me to hold back. But I have to make a joke and say the game doesn't start if someone gets a personal foul. So there you go. Hey, that's when it gets good. I right? didn't remember that, man. No, yeah, no. Um, and I tell you that story. It's a great story. So Ace Wales was the running back back then. He kept coming to the sideline yeah. like, hey get me off these pileups. They're like beating me up down there, punching me. They're being dirty in these pileups. So me being the great teammate that I was in that time period, <laughs> I took it upon myself to in a pileup, go over the top and take one of them out. <laughs> and at the time, fun fact, I was the first ever O-lineman ejected for targeting. I didn't know that was, I did not really? think that that was going to happen. And I thought I, I knew I was going to get a penalty. And I was like, if you can, if you watch the video towards the back end of the video, you kind of see me laughing when they threw the flag. I was like, I knew that was coming. I just had to make a point here. Yeah. And then I got tossed. I was like, well, here we are. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, I, I'm not trying to change the subject or anything, but uh, Law Tech had a player in, suspended indefinitely for stomping on a kid's neck last week mm-hmm. against uh, UTEP. I did not see that. Well, that's yeah. understandable. What was his name, Matt? Matt, what was his name? Oh, um, he's a uh, linebacker. Number I forget his name, but he's their second leading tackler. It's a pretty big story for sure. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Oh, we're good, man. Um, that's hilarious, though. Yeah, I forgot about you getting kicked out, man. I hadn't even thought about it. Um, so I guess here's a kind of a little softball for you to kind of kick this off a little bit. What made you want to come to WKU, and, and how difficult was the decision process? So me coming to WKU, I um, initially I was I got I came on a visit, loved. I mean, you know, just what I do. It's one of the most beautiful campuses on in the country, and I still believe that. And I, for fun, if you follow my socials, I, that's all I do is travel to college campuses in my free time. But it's WKU's top tier. 
And Neil Callaway was a big part of it at the time. He was the offensive line coach, and Brom was the OC when I first was coming. And actually, crazy story, Bobby Petrino sent me a text and cut me from uh, two weeks before signing day. He sent me a text message and said, hey, we're not going to honor your scholarship. We're trying to be big. We're trying to get bigger and better here at WKU. Oh, wow. And there, and I wouldn't answer, he wouldn't answer a phone call or anything else. Um, I've since talked to Bobby and we've talked and we're, I don't want to say we're cool, but you know, we've gotten over that, but. <laughs> is, any, is anyone cool with Bobby Petrino? <laughs> I don't, I don't know many, oh, but yeah, gosh. so he, um, he, he cuts me. Then he leaves uh, two weeks before signing day. The next week he leaves. I don't know if you remember that time period. And there's like a yeah. vacancy. Callaway comes down. Back, flies back to my house and re-recruit. He's trying to tell. He's telling me like, "Okay, they're gonna hire Jeff. You remember Jeff? You liked him a lot." And I'm still stressing like, "Screw y'all!" I mean, you. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, I really like Callaway. I still really like Callaway, and I still really like Brom. We stay in contact, and yeah. and I came on to WKU, and it's the best thing I ever did. I still love WKU, and I know I I did transfer and. There's a lot of people out there when I'm calling on WKU that like to tell me that I'm not a real topper and who, who that and the other. And, but the people that know, know that I love WKU. And I'm even heck when I was at Purdue, I remember I, I got in trouble with my Purdue people for tweeting about WKU games. While I was yeah, at I remember Purdue. seeing that. I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> but I love the tops. I've, I've been to several games since I've left. I ain't been to one Purdue game. Not saying I don't like Purdue, but I mean, it's where my heart is with WKU and, at the time in the Sanford area and the Sanford staff, a lot of things, and I'm sure y'all heard from other athletes, there was a lot of things going on in the program that weren't good mm-hmm. for athletes and for, I mean, just in, um, I know my, that last, the spring that I left, we had eight or eight ACL tears and like three hamstrings pulled off the bone. They were like, and oh. they tried to explain to us that it was all about the turf being bad. And I'm like, well, we worked on this turf with Justin Lovett and Jeff Brom and the strength staff for years, and none of this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would do our Wednesday runs and get like 16. I mean, we 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 counted it one day. We had eight miles, and at the time we left a, a Wednesday run, and then we had to come in that night and practice. And it's, oh, I don't know if, I mean, y'all know a lot about sports. That's just that's a lot of miles on a body in yeah. one day. <laughs> Well, and See, I was Matt, in shape, thank God. But there were some people that were tearing hamstrings off the bone, tearing ACLs, and we're not even got the spring ball to hit anybody yet. Yeah, and the, the thing is too, um, like Matt was on the manager side, I was on this the athletic training side. Mm-hmm. So, like I, you know, it sounds bad, but because like that much running on, I mean, on big guys too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, y'all have a lot more stress on your knees and hips and ankles and joints like that especially with running and everything. So, I mean, that's just wild. Wow. The, Eight miles. And then the, you go practice. God, the worst man. thing that we ever did, Matt, I don't remember if you were there or not. This was Coach Elson era. Um, okay. We practiced across the tracks where the track and field would do their practices. Uh, well, we did well, we did the practice over there. And, this, and um, Brandon Smith, who coaches at South Warren, I believe he still does now. Yeah. Um, he was running a play and um, probably shouldn't mention names, but anyway, he was running a play and stepped in a hole where the throwers, the track team throwers had like thrown like hammer shot, whatever. And it had a big divot in the ground and he ended up breaking his leg. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So that ended the practices over there real flipping quick. So, uh, oh man, that explains why maybe he wasn't himself the, his last couple of years there. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And me that. and Mike White played a lot of cleanup too in that time period of making, trying to keep everyone happy because on uh, one day we were doing things and the whole team tried to like sit down on the like sit out on the sidelines like we're not doing it anymore. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, wow. I mean, at this point in my career, I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm about coming to practice, getting our work done, and getting out. You know, let's do mm-hmm. some studying. I'm not, I'm trying to win games. I'm not trying to be a part of all the riffraff. I'm not, not you know, your freshman year, you're a little more in the riffraff and the hype, and then after that, you're kind of just you're worried about ball. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, Petrino, we about had an in, insurrection in the middle of that locker room too because, I mean, obviously you talked to Petrino. He, he tried yeah. to screw you over. You know, I mean, he would he would just walk up to like the nicest guy ever, um, Cam Clemens, and he's like, "Do you want to play? Do you want to win? Yeah, FF, you know, whatever." Like, Jesus Christ, whatever. And it's like, dude, what is your problem? (laughs) And so, like, uh, I remember going inside uh, against Army because we we go inside the locker room and you know check on players and make sure stuff was taken care of equipment wise, whatever. And uh, I come in, and it, I kid you not, it sounded like somebody had trapped Beelzebul in the coach's <laughs> locker room, and he's like, what the F and Jesus? I mean, it was like, it was like demon possession. <laughs> and so, like, after, um, I think we were like three and four or something like that. And, uh, I mean, obviously the players were uh, resistant because, like, Coach Taggart was a much more of a player's coach or whatever, and a lot of them were his players. And uh, they just basically had a come to Jesus kind of moment, like players only meeting. And they were like, you know what? Screw this. Like, obviously he's a jerk, but we can't just piss away this whole season. You can't, um, you know, you can't have a disaster on your hands and, and nobody gets drafted. Nobody has any chance at the NFL. Nobody has any good finish to their career. Like we got to come together and do this. And I think we won four out of five games despite him. Um but yeah, it was it got pretty hairy there. Yeah, and um, that can and that can be a lot on a, especially when you're one of the guys having to call that meeting and do that crap oh, yeah. every week. I remember yeah. once, and I'm not gonna say a name or anything, but I remember once that one of the coaches called, like, told one of the kids that what did he say? I can't remember what he said, but he did something stupid, and the kid, I mean, we're they're kids, you know, they do stupid things, and he told him to get his ghetto poor self back to Louisville. Oh, oh, good Lord. Yeah. And, you know, just in this climate, like, okay, when we were growing up, maybe, but this kid was younger. I was a senior and he was younger, or, or I guess red shirt, salt junior. Oh, he was man. younger. So, you know, and that, those kids, they aren't, they didn't get cursed at in practice in high school and things. So they don't, and the whole team was like, oh, I'm not playing. I'm not playing anymore. Screw this. That's the university's problem. And I remember me and Mike White had to go get everybody rallied back in again. And that was in like near the end of camp. We have like a, a, a game in two weeks or a week. And oh, man. Wow. Yeah, That's... so I remember I went when I told them that I was going to transfer. And I know everyone thought it was like, oh, you're just following Brom. And I mean, that, I knew that was a safe gate in my transferring decision that I could always probably go there. But that was not the original reason. And these the reasons I just explained are the reasons of me transferring. And um, I let Todd, and I tried to make Todd Stewart aware of that. And he, I mean, he listened, but, you know, 
Also, yeah. and anyone that makes decisions, you you don't want to be wrong. You're one, so you have to you know, fight it out yeah. a little longer. And I, I was skeptical of that hire from the moment it happened, just because of I was like, I really hope he's grown up, because <laughs> he was. I mean, he was like college boy mode in 2010. I'm like, I don't know how this guy is going to work out. Anyway. Um, but not yeah, here well, to bash Sanford, but yeah, no, no, but I mean, as far as the Sanford era, I mean, we always heard that there was always, um, it was obvious there were problems. There were, we, we knew there were issues and we knew the locker room, um, had issues as well. Um, but I guess nobody really knew how bad it was. So, yeah, um, Mike Sanford is right now, he's what, 41? Let's see, yeah, yeah, because I'm 36 and he's born in 82. So, um, and I was born yeah, in so he was 20, like 28 when I was working for him when he was first at Western. So, yeah. So, he, I mean, he wasn't even, yeah. So he's, he was he's a, a heck pro- of a politician <laughs> to be able to get all the jobs that he got, man. Cause yeah. Uh, golly, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's always found a way to impress people, but, uh, <laughs> you ever meet yeah, him Mike Sanford? It's just funny that seeing him in front of a camera and then him in normal life. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so as I'm going to kind of go off script, um, the the Georgia State game, and you can just say no comment if you want to. Was the uh, was it kind of seemed like things kind of stalled? The wheels fell off. Yeah. Is that, is that the way you want to say the word that? Yeah, the wheels fell off. I mean, I think that was the biggest that mo- I in that moment. I think I had already made my mind that I was like, I can't do this again. The wheels fell off on that sideline. The wheels fell off in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. I remember um, I was the center that year, and I kept flipping the protection because we had freshman at the time Cole Spencer, who's a great player, by the way, yeah. great player. Yeah, but a freshman in college football, we were trying to lock him, make him the man side guy the whole time. I was like, he's struggling. I mm-hmm. and I got and I remember getting in trouble for it, and I'm like, well, and Cole's like having a he's having a tough day, and I but he was a freshman. He was seven, eight. He's a young freshman too. I don't know if y'all knew that. He's like 17 years old. He's playing yeah. his okay. 10th game. So we're so I was flipping protection to him, and I remember we all got into this big debacle, and Cole's like having a panic attack on the sideline, and. And then everything just went downhill, and I remember, and from, yeah, that was a it was a tough time to be a top. I mean, like you said, but for the most part, everyone still wanted to represent well, but it was just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, it sounds like you just, y- y'all had enough. It was one of those, <laughs> like, you rather protect your guys and have your guys back and be wrong and be wrong in having your guy, you know, if, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be wrong having my my boys back than be right leaving them out to dry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't just, and I'm just giving my specific example, but a lot of many things throughout that game in that in that sense were happening, and it just kind of the wheels fell off in that sideline in the game. But like I said, I mean, in the, in that, I mean, while on the Sanford era, we don't want to just. There were some great coaches on that staff. I mean, Jimmy Lindsay, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Coach White. I still talk to those guys to this day. Um, Spurrier Jr. There were some great people on that staff. Yeah. Was that was, was that pe- was that Clayton White? Clayton White, yeah. Yeah. Was it oh, yeah. Now? Love Coach White. Yeah, he was Love great. Coach he was awesome. White. And then Jimmy Lindsay, um, Spurrier Jr. Who was, was Kenny Martin on that too? Kenny Martin, great oh guys, God. great coaches who hey. are 
as you can see, who's still coaching. I mean, you can. I mean, I'm not throwing yeah. shots at anyone, but out of that whole staff, go look up everyone. I, I mean, some of my boys. And I'm not going to say names. Have because they're still in. The, they're still in the game where they need these people. I really don't, so I don't care. But <laughs> okay, so Dennis, when Kenny played, I was I worked for the team, and I remember working on the sideline one night, and I cannot remember what game it was. But Kenny Martin and Jamarcus Allen were playing rock, paper, scissors against the offensive line on the other team. Funniest <laughs> shit ever. I laughed. I was like, this is oh, great. Man, those two together, man. They were Oh my gosh, they were, they were hilarious. hilarious. Um, but you know, it's and of course Matt and I both agree on this. Um, as far as stu- uh, student athletes transferring, I'm I have no issue with it. Um, I, but my problem comes in is I don't want kids to transfer to a place um, not necessarily out of their league, but where they won't play. Yes. And, and I'm, I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, I'm hoping you do, but, um, cause this will be a real short podcast, but, yeah, but no, uh, but honestly, like we've had athletes that have, you know, left Western and ended up sitting on the bench and we don't want that, you know, we and want I think, and I think it's us. insane. So, and, and you know what, we live in a world that's unfortunate. But especially right now in the NIL world, sometimes these athletes may leave just to get that check and never play again. Well, I mean, unless I don't know, I can't make comment because I don't really have I didn't play in the NIL world. But Mm -hmm. I would imagine unless you made a lot of money to live off of those moments of playing with your boys and getting being on that field are way more important than a couple thousand dollars. But I mean, everyone's situation is different. So I try to I try to like hold off on having, you know, strong opinions on that stuff. But I do agree. Like I would. Up to me, I would rather play. (laughs) Well, and we've had – I know for a fact I've talked to former players um, off the podcast, off the record, um, no mentioning names, but they were talking about, you know, during summer, you know, there were no classes, they were doing weights. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. They couldn't get get to Duck. Uh, Duck was closed or whatever. And they literally, of course, it's an NCAA violation, but they, their defensive line coach went in there, went in his house and he just started pulling food off his pantry and giving it to him. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, first off, I completely a hundred percent respect that, but like NCAA, they're going to be like, no, you can't do that. And it's like, so what are you supposed to do for these kids who are telling you they're hungry? I'm like, no, no, you know, So let me ask this. Cause I don't know the logistics to it, but I know they have, because I've been t- I've, t- I've toured it, but I haven't seen it in action. What is the new athletic dining hall? Does that not open during the summers? I the don't one that the new dorm, the athletic dorm that they built. Of course, this was this was before me. I was there in two thousand six, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was back then. Um, but yeah, so I don't know because we didn't have an athletic dining hall for me either. But I know they just recently built one, so I would hope that that can help counter that situation because that is. That was a struggle, and that was ridiculous. Yeah. We get, I mean, you get money, but I mean, you all know money burns a hole in your pocket as a, as a college kid. Plus, it costs oh, to live, and then you get yeah. to the end of the month, you don't have any food. Who? What? Are, what is your option? Yeah, <laughs> mom. Yeah. If yeah, mom, exactly. Help, yeah, um, exactly. So, uh, of course, I know. I know going to Brom was kind of an easier decision with the way things were at Western in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, how I know Western fans weren't a fan of it, but how do you, how did your career go once you entered Purdue? Um, I got there when I first hit the transfer portal. Actually, I, I ended up getting way more traction and love than I thought I would. 
But back to the point of what you're saying on wanting to play, that was kind of the big thing for me. I didn't want to go anywhere and sit. I even had, uh, me and my mom still laugh at this to this day, but I had an option to go to Bama, but they were very clear that it was to be a backup. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and I was, no. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, I think this coach was Steele at the time. I, I was like, thanks, buddy, but um, not trying to be a backup. And I went out even – I know – and I say that not being like a little punk or anything. I know anywhere you're going, you got to earn a spot. But if I'm going to go somewhere and you're telling me the guy I'm going to compete with has started for three years, you're probably got a – you probably already got an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. And it – yeah. I mean, good for them agree. for telling you, though. I mean, they could have yeah, been, dude, we think you could start. You could take a spot, whatever. We need you. And then Cam Clemens was at Tennessee. I spoke with them. I mean, I spoke with yeah. – I probably had more, more and better offers on my transfer – my transfer, excuse me, recruiting than I did coming out of high school. I for sure did come to high school because I didn't have any of those big schools coming out of high school being six feet, six one. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um yeah, getting to Purdue, I got there and I mean I got into the groove of things and the plays were pretty similar and I was able to help them with some plays because there were some certain plays that they were struggling grasping and I was able to help out there. Getting back in some shape because once once I told Western I was transferring, they blacked me out of uh, being able to work out and all that stuff, which I still did. I just went to BAC, but there's only so much you can do there, you know. Uh, right. So so getting back in shape, you know, once I got back in game shape, I was able and competing for the job. I was able to show what I can do, and I I think I won it fairly. No one was angry at me at Purdue. They understood. I mean, they knew it was gonna it was helping us to get better and. And I and I made some great friends. Me and David, I'm in a group message now with David Blau and Kirk Barron, who is that who's coaching at Alabama now, and yeah. um, Eric Swingler and some other guys that were and Bryce. I don't know if you know he's at the Rams, Bryce Hopkins. But yeah. um, yeah. So I mean, we made I made some great friends. We went on some, we went on some vacations together at Purdue. Now, granted, does that I'm not. I mean, I still love WKU, but I had a great time. I mean, we beat Ohio State. That was probably one of the best nights of my life. I mean, that's an oh, experience. Yeah. That I can't. I mean, you can't get back. But so I mean, I don't have any regrets for going to Purdue. I mean, I hated that I left Western, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think I did what was best for me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, mean, as a Western I fan, I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, you saw the writing on the wall before the rest of us could see it. Mm-hmm. So you knew what was happening, and of course, we had sources telling us, you know, the locker room. He's losing the locker room. And it was like, oh, you know, we, it's, you know, you see the writing all on the wall once that happens. And it was like, oh, uh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, I think that when a, when a player transfers, I, some people are just going to be pissed or whatever and sour grapes and whatever. But especially understanding, like, you, this was a situation for you and it was, it was ridiculous. Plus, I mean, you had good opportunities. What? What drives me crazy, like uh, Devin kind of pointed out, was like guys that leave and then they go somewhere and don't get what they want. Like if, if somebody's looking for NIL or whatever in, in these times and they get their money, that's fine. But like s- some guys have left and have possibly put themselves in a worse position overall, especially guys that might be going pro or might have a mm-hmm. chance to get drafted at Western. Um, and they go somewhere else and they don't even play. Um, or they barely play or they're kind of a rotational player or something. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. And that, that's where I just hope that um, players make a good, a really good decision for themselves and their family 
um, I'm okay with somebody transferring if it makes sense. And, um, you know, sometimes things get sour or there's some kind of issue there or whatever, you know, like go, go, go do what you need to do. Um, and let's not be so hard on people that, that you don't understand all the details. So Dennis, um, question for you, the, um, you said they kind of blacked you out once you were made your intentions known that you were transferring. Is that common? Um, or is that just kind of a temper tantrum? Well, you know, at the, I think it, I, I wasn't in the transfer portal time period of things. I would grad transport transferred the transfer portal didn't become a thing to after I was done in college. So I don't know how people do things now. Um, I don't know if we had any grad transfers prior to me in that time frame because it was the Brom years, and I mean everyone was happy to be there, you know. Yeah, um, once so I can't, I don't have a, a another opinion on it. Yeah, I know now. I know a lot in the transfer portal era. I've heard people getting to hang around. Like I know we had people at Western that I've recently that have entered the transfer portal and decided to stay, but the team let them work out with the team until they yeah. made their decision. So yeah, they said. Uh, I think they covered that in some of the broadcasts sometime. Mm-hmm. It was either this last game of the game before they talked about how Tyson just kind of has a mid-year meeting and he's like, all right, what are you thinking? Do you need yeah. to, do you feel like you need to go somewhere? Are you considering it? Are you wanting to stay? I mean, that's pretty cool and laid back. Um, and I think honestly, it just, it just ingratiates yourself to your players. Like, Hey, this, this dude's all right. And he actually cares. And, um, it probably keeps him way more informed on what's going on with his roster than acting like somebody committed a crime when they consider going somewhere else. Like hundred well, percent. And I mean, I would, I honestly, we, we joke on the podcast that Tyson Helton is the wizard of the portal because he's able, you know, if he does have someone he loses in a position, he's able to reach into the portal and pull out a player that's able to fill that position. You know, first game of the season, this guy's ready to go. Yeah. Um, but I think he's more in touch with his athletes. And honestly, I, I, I we've been saying this for a little bit, but I think Coach Helton will be gone after this season if he has a good year. I'm just bracing fans now, but I think he's going to be going. I hate to see that because I know how – I mean, he's he's really huge right now. But Well, here's um, my question. What job openings do you see coming open? Because all the schools that you would think that have, would have openings, they just put like Purdue fields their job, Auburn field their job. I mean, I don't. Yeah. There's not. There's not many awful teams that don't that don't already have a new coach. Yeah, that would be a step up. I say now, if he makes a lateral move, that'll blind shock us all. Yeah, I honestly, I from what I've heard and probably guessing. Um, I think he was going to Purdue last year. No, and I, I did think, hear that, and I'm sure Purdue wishes they would have done that where they I are think right Purdue now. Purdue balked, but yeah, <laughs> Purdue completely balked on that. Um, yeah. But um, so Matt, back to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Um, so one thing that I thought, like I, I've talked to, you know, when we were there at Western or whatever, or just in general. You know, you run into athletes that struggle with the transition out of football. So how was that for you? And was it like super tough or not that big a deal or like? Um, so for me, it wasn't too bad because about midway through the Purdue year. So I had a slew of injuries. So about midway through the Purdue year, I tore my UCL, which is your elbow, which is what gets you Tommy John surgery. 
Yeah. And I chose not to get surgery because I wanted to finish the year out. And at that moment, I knew that I'm not going to chase the football NFL thing because I've, I've torn an MCL, torn an UCL. I mean, I've had a show, I don't have a labrum. <laughs> and I was just like, I, you know, once I get done, when we play this bowl game, it's it's over for Big D. And I knew that. So that made it a little easier for me. And I handled my business. I got a degree from Western and Purdue while I was there. So um, I was able to start once we finished the bowl game. I did a little work up at Purdue with them for a while. Thought about st- staying in the college realm of things. Decided that wasn't for me. Because, I mean, if we were just getting into the transfer portal era. My Right after my last year, that coming up spring was when the transfer portal was kind of getting going. Yeah. And kissing butt and playing video games with kids just didn't seem like something I wanted to do. Because, I mean, even me when I was in high school, college, I'm not a video gamer. I'm not a – it's not me. So I wasn't going to start doing that stuff just to have a job. So I went on and did what my degrees were for and got into education. Now I'm the director of our emotional behavior department at my at my school county. I'm at located at a school, but I'm over the whole county, all the kids in the county. Okay, that, cool emotional behavior disorders and then I coach high school football for a pretty good team um we play some I met we're at the fourth biggest high school in the state of Georgia and we play some big games and heck Friday night we're playing Juju which I don't know if you know him the guy the young man committed to USC he's one of the so oh, yeah. big social media oh. recruit quarterbacks and he's in our region we play him every year we got Netflix and ESPN2 and uh GPB coming on campus so we're I mean I'm, I, I landed in a nice situation, and I started my first year coaching safeties, actually, and, and doing my uh, school huh. job. And now I'm taking over the O-line the last three years, and we've done well. So yeah. I got right back in it. So I, didn't, I lost the, the plane, but I kept the competitive edge drive, and I did you. some competitive weightlifting. After, and also later on to kind of get the, you know, the juices going and – Mm-hmm. But I, everything kept rolling, so I didn't. I never went through. I, and I know people who have who chase that NFL dream, and then they get. I mean, I mean, you go through some sad times and some some probably poor times financially because you spent so much money into that, like the training and the dieting and all that stuff. And true. Um, I so say, I didn't have yeah. to deal with that. So that was. I mean, I'm. I've been blessed. I say I've done some things to make some good decisions that have helped me be blessed and where I'm at right now. Let me let me ask you a kind of a personal question. Um, do you ever dream about football? Do you ever have dreams where you're playing? Um, See, um, I've had dreams where I was playing. I mean, like you got the pads on and everything, and you're fixing to run out the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Because I play, I played high school football, but you know, I in Scottsville I, I, I legend. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, seriously. Like I've had dreams where I've been playing and stuff, and it's it's one of those things. Like sometimes. Like it just gets in your blood, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just—I mean, that's maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm. Well, I say, well, like I said, getting right back into football, I do dream about, like I dream about situations, scenarios. I guess I have a weird <laughs> brain. I dream about situations, scenarios. Like I've had this crazy dream a few times where I'm like trying to call a timeout before to get a 12th man off, and I'm running down the field and I pull my hamstring. It's the craziest. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Okay. Oh, um, yeah, so that's I, more the dream. I'm like, it's always situational. Like, oh, it's two minute drill and crazy crap like that. But, um, 
That's great. Um, oh, I hate to I hate to interrupt. We got a uh, got a few minutes here. Uh, let's talk law tech real quick. Um, we've uh, gone a little bit over. Just having such a good time here with you, buddy. Um, law tech has won. Uh, has uh, has they are? Excuse me. Let me back up. Law tech is three and three. Uh, they've got wins against FIU and UTEP and Northwestern. Hold on, I got to play my little sound bit here. If it'll work. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, but, uh, and then uh, I had a cousin that went to Northwestern. So, um, And then they've lost to North Texas, Nebraska, and SMU. Um, I forgot that North Texas went back to the Sun Belt. Right, Matt? No, they're in the uh, AAC, man. Oh, the AAC. I'm sorry. Okay. I knew they'd left conference, though, because once I saw that they had lost to them, I was like, well, that's not right. They're conference. And I was like, no, they're not. They switched. Um, but total yards, uh, LaTeX, at, they're averaging 376 yards a game, 224 rushing, and uh, or excuse me, uh, 224 passing and 152 rushing. Uh, they are averaging about 27 points per game. The lowest they've scored this season was 14 against SMU and Nebraska, and the most they scored was 51 against Northwestern. Good lord. Um, <laughs> Of course, Western, you know, we're going Western about state, right? It's not actual Northwestern, I don't think. Well, the scores are, it's Northwestern state, but the scores would probably be similar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how so Northwestern <laughs> probably, um, let's see here. Sorry. I lost my notes. There we go. Okay. So, uh, Western averaging about 382 total yards, 286 passing with 96 rushing um as an offensive lineman dennis did you prefer rushing or passing um well i was in the brown area so i preferred to do whatever the heck he said to do but <laughs> scoring <laughs> but no, obviously yeah pass game i mean pass game can get a little boring and especially when you when you stay in it that you can let them blitz and do a lot of crazy stuff when you're able to run the ball or you kind of dictate the line of scrimmage a little better so Rushing is fun, and I think and and Western's having a better intent to want to run the ball than they than they than they had last year, in my opinion. I think they want to run the ball, which is huge part of it too. Because I mean, last week they they did well, and I um I think our rushing average total is a little skewed because of the Ohio yeah. State game and some you know, mm-hmm. but I mean I, I think they have an intent to want to run the ball, and I think La Tech can will give us that opportunity. I think you're right. I think Troy was another bad game for our rushing, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, of course, Western, we're averaging about 31 points per game. Uh, the most we've had this season was 52 against HCU, and the least being 10 against Ohio State. So, um, let me see. Yes, we had 13 rushing yards against Troy. <sighs> that just... Yeah. I, I Troy is one of those teams I can't stand either, but... <laughs> um, so Matt, what do you think are some of the keys to victory against, uh, uh, law tech? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to load up my keys to victory that wasn't loading on the article. So I'm going <laughs> blind, but, um, anyway, I, I thought, uh, just kind of looking at some things, um, I, I feel like, um, this is a, a game that we probably should handle. Um, but it definitely they're dangerous. They have a really, really, really good receiver, Smoke Harris, he's 5'7", um, but he is a freaking beast. He's got a punt return touchdown. He does some other stuff besides just receiving, but 
uh, yeah, he's a really impressive player and one of the best returning players in the country. Um, I, I think uh, a matchup to watch that I thought was interesting, um, uh, WKU, uh, although we like to run and stuff, um, a lot of times we neglect to, to, to run it at, uh, as often maybe as we should. Maybe that's just the air raid or whatever. Um, but but La Tech gives up way more rushing yards than they do passing yards, which I thought was interesting as a defense. Generally, almost always, you're going to give up more passing yards than rushing yards. They give up 225 yards a game. Um, crazy. And the, Yeah, and they only give up – they're like last in the country in rushing defense. They're like second to last. And they're like sixth in the country in passing defense. So it's kind of a bizarre mix. So I don't know what to think of it, but it might be something that we might need to lean on the run a little bit to open up the pass. Um, if they're that good against the pass, maybe we need to run the ball. I don't know what strategy they'll take. They might, uh, you know, have a light box or whatever, and we might be able to run. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do. But I thought that was interesting that there's kind of a disparity there. They give up a ton of yardage, but we're not really a, a rushing type of offense. So how are we going to navigate that? That major yeah. factor there. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be really interesting. Um, let's see, Dennis, what are your thoughts as far as what do you think Western can do a little better to help us in this game? Besides, I guess ov- the obvious one would be the rushing attack. Yeah, um, I think we have to. I think we can play with some tempo, not let them sit there and get the perfect defense. So when we want to throw the ball, we can throw the ball successful. But I don't think there's a besides the rushing attack forward. I think Zach Langford and the in the big boys up front got. I mean, they give up 225 rushing yards a game on average. That is insane. And I think that yeah. GT that they've been running, or the guard and tackle wrapping over that they've been running, has been hitting like a charm. And I think they got to run it at least 20 times third tomorrow night. And I see the tops. Real. I think the tops can handle this game. The I think our defense. I think our defense could contain their offense. I think they're good, but I don't think I don't think see much jumping off the tape outside of one receiver. Which, I mean, I think us we 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 get to the we rush the passer as good as we have. I think we'll be all right, and we got to run the ball, control the game. And I mean, if we get if we rush for two hundred yards, top win by top score thirty eight points. Not going to be a high scoring game. Those are thirty eight points, and I'll go thirty eight fourteen tops with two hundred rushing yards. Wow. Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. Um, I think one factor, too, that we talked about a little bit earlier with the linebacker being out, but I'm pretty sure that Upton Stout is going to be out. Um, I've heard probably multiple weeks, um, maybe up to a full month or a little more, that he might be out. Um, And uh, I know there were some other kind of – knick-knack type of injuries that may have happened in the game. We don't Obviously, they don't release a lot of that information. Um, plus, who comes back from the receiving core? You know, Blue Smith and um, Matheson at some points coming back. Um, so I'm interested to see how we handle whoever's out versus whoever's coming back in. I think that's a huge factor when you have several players that um, could be in or out of the game and um, – you know, obviously adjusting to whoever does show up to play uh, be a big factor. So go ahead. I, I will say, um, talking about our betting the tops, 
when I started doing um, when I started doing my show notes for this afternoon, they had Western at a six and a half. They also now they have Western at six six over. Um, of course, we're going to be there. So technically, if I'm not mistaken, Vegas spots about two to three points. So they think we're going to win by nine points. Um, I had the under on that one. If we're talking betting the tops, um, so. And the only reason I say that is I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Um, I'm hoping the tops can dominate this game, but we will see. I don't think Rustin on a Thursday night is going to be a tough environment. And like I said, I mean, it's everything that I have tension on my 38 to 14. I'll give it 17 to give those three points to the home crowd. But <laughs> everything I have tension, I think, is if the tops can run the ball for 200 yards, I think they control the game, keep their defense, keep their offense on the sideline. Our defense will be able to play more pentheers back, and that's where I think that's where they're comfortable. I don't think, and I mean, we talk about giving up rushing yards. I think that's a, not a strength of our defense is stopping the run either. So I think yeah. we can't allow it to be a game where we're both just pounding ground on each other. So I think that's a big part of it as well. Uh, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, great points, Dennis. Um, Definitely think, obviously, the the run defense is a, a concern, as always, when you're giving up uh, 205 yards rushing. And we had one game we gave up almost 400 rushing and whatever. So, obviously, it's a concern. Um, and they do have some decent running backs. And the, the running back they do have uh, has only played in the last three games, and he's got 318 yards. So, definitely, he's uh, he's a threat back there. And obviously, we need to try to contain him, just like the the Troy running back was a big threat and made a huge difference in the game. Um, I feel like, um, from a betting perspective and just in general, how I think this game is going to go, I think it feels like as long as there's not some devastating amount of injuries or something that we're missing, I feel like this is a game that WKU should handle. And I'd easily take uh, WKU at minus six or six and a half or – whatever we talk about how that seven mark is kind of a key number when you're betting. Um, if it's less than seven, if you like the team to win, it's a decent bet to just go ahead and take that uh, minus six or six and a half. So I think if I was betting on something in this game, it would be take WKU way more than six. Um, I do think it'll, it should be a, a fairly routine victory. I mean, it can always be close. LaTeX has a ton of weapons and has some t- some serious talent. Um, they got that good Southern Louisiana, Texas, you know, Mississippi type of talent. I mean, there's going to be some, some good athletes out there, but I think the tops uh, take it by a couple scores for sure. Yeah. I just pulled up FanDuel to see what the money line was for the straight, for the straight bed on Western LaTeX. Um they're giving Western a minus two thirty-five, which would be uh, if you bet ten dollars, you get four twenty-six back. So, not gonna bet that one. <laughs> <laughs> but and another thing is, I did not realize MTSU is playing Jackson State tonight. I just pulled it up and it said they're fixing to kick off here in a few Jackson, minutes. Jacksonville State. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville State. Yeah, they're fixing to kick off here in a minute. Um, I didn't realize that we had like literal Wednesday games evidently. So 
Sorry, we played well, we play Liberty on a we played Jacksonville State on a Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, we do them on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the deal is there, unless that's just for the TV rights. But, I guess yeah, Jacksonville State, I'm looking TV. at their schedule. They have a Tuesday game next week, and then when we play them, I mean, they they got the short end of the stick on Tuesday games. <laughs> I guess that's when their crowd shows up, right? Um, <laughs> so I saved this little tidbit towards the end of the episode. If you would like to, uh, you can listen to Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny uh coach mike sanford and johnny Malore, <laughs> mallory uh every monday at 8 p.m on the bronco nation news i found that during i was when we were talking um so i had to i had to share that um it's really yeah. it's i sent matt the picture i'll text it to you in a minute dennis but it's it's really classic um so uh matt what was your f- prediction i didn't get your prediction for the game um, I'll I forget what I here. said in my article, but um, I think um, I think the tops handle it pretty easily. I think I think we'll score some points. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I said in my article, but I think I'll go uh, 30, 37-23, I think is what it was. 37-23 tops. I said 31-28. I'll take a win. Win's hey, a win. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it by three. Um, I, not that the crowd is going to be any factor in this game. Uh, I think it's just going to be mono e mono, you know, yeah. w- uh, Western's trying to drive it, you know, passing or running or whatever we can do. And, you know, LaTeX's going to run some and fumble, make a couple mistakes. And we'll just, you know, we'll have to hopefully dominate and capitalize on those mistakes. Um, a couple quick questions here, Dennis, before we go, um, I know you're a big Western fan, Western alum. What is your take as far as um, coming back to Western, you know, coming back to Western games or anything like that? Um, do you feel at home? Do you feel, you know, how how do you feel about coming back to Western? Um, I feel great. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the, the comments from some of our um, more prestigious alumni. I do. I, I don't want – the athletic department, I don't think, has done anything to make me feel welcome. But people like yourselves and um, Hank Williams and um, J- Jimani and uh, Dr. Uh, Docky, Norm Docky Johnson. Lincoln. Yeah, like there's the alumni and the community support make you feel home. They invite you around. And I mean, I've always had a good time when I come back on campus. Um, I've never had any, I mean, I don't. I guess to the point of, I guess, what some of our more procedures so I'm not talk about. I've never had any assistance or, I guess, any kind of, hey, welcome back and look at what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> the athletic department themselves. And I know they're stressing going through the, they got a lot going on in that athletic department right now, I'm sure, with the conference realignment and everything like that. But the, uh, the community, the spot, the boosters and all that stuff, this, they all make you feel welcome. I mean, Western's a special place, and we all—I mean, I think we have a great alumni base that are always going to be kind of tight knit. I, I, I agree. I always thought Western was always nice about being able to kind of feel inclusive um, mm-hmm. to an extent because it's you know you're kind of in a um, kind of like a club almost. You know, mm-hmm. when if you're around athletics and stuff like that, you know, you can always have somebody to kind of have your back, so to speak. Um, 
with, you know, when you go to games, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I remember him. You know, we were, mm-hmm. we, pl- you know, he played at, you know, this team and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you holler at him there, you know, you can hang out with him or whatever, but I always enjoyed the fact that you had that in common and you could always reach out to somebody. Um, and I will say we were talking NIL earlier. So, you know, with the NIL Western has the red towel trust, um, which is a program where fans can donate to help try and keep athletes uh, and help fund that NIL. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Dennis? So I, I think the Red Tile Trust is a great idea. And I, I mean, I love what they've done, those fellas done. My question is to your, even to, I guess to the part of your question, you say Western has, is it a Western thing or is it a private thing? Because I saw this this past week, they had the cease and desist with the logos and whatnot. And I mean, is it not to help oh, the, the student athletes of Western Kentucky University? And I mean, I would agree with you. God. I would, I would a hundred percent agree. Um, I think Hank kind of got the short end of the stick on that. Um, I believe some of the facts will come to the surface as far as what all's going on in that uh, dispute, I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, you, like you said, it's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, Matt, is this private or is this through the school? Cause I think there's a specific well, company that, uh, that kind of handles the money, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so this has kind of been frustrating to watch because I mean, one thing that I think has transcended, like my, my whole family has gone to Western and whatever, um, back to my grandfather and, um, one it's thing great. I think has transit transcended generations is alumni feel like Western doesn't do things to, to help uh, get people back and, and doesn't do things to maybe to support uh, the current athletes or whatever. It's frustrating because I feel like one thing that Sanford actually did do was he did try to create some community with alumni. He brought mm-hmm. some of that back. He encouraged People, he started back the he start helped allow the football alumni council to start things like that, um, and that's continued on through Helton. Um, but it's also odd because at times it seems like the admin works against people that want to try to help. Um, like we've run into issues trying to get credentialed with the towel rack and red out and whatever, but we can go get media credentials for Conference USA tournament like it's nothing. Why can't we get media credentials at WKU when we're working for free and just need a little access to be able to cover the team. You know, um, obviously Hank and Keith ran into um, issues with trying to buy tickets and give them away a few weeks ago, like uh, two games ago. Yeah, um, I heard that. That's they, crazy. Yeah, they, they had – basically they had a couple thousand tickets that they possibly could have given away. And they got resistance from the athletic department. Like, who are we trying to support here? Like, I I don't understand. I I feel like a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, like, let's support the athletes. Let's, if somebody is willing to buy 2,000 tickets, freaking let them. What what are we afraid of here? I don't, I I don't get the logic. Nebraska does it every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. And the Red Tile Trust thing, like, 
basically Hank and uh, Keith got together and basically made sure that NIL happened at WKU is what really happened. If we're mm-hmm. being real, um, the, it, it, it was, you know, WKU was kind of late to it and they started digging around and figured out how to make NIL work. You know, Keith's a lawyer and they've made sure that things are legal and all that type of stuff. They're working, basically sacrificing their day jobs so that so that uh, WKU athletes can have some NIL opportunities so that WKU can compete with this stuff. And they're yeah. fighting against them. Yeah, for free. Soapbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're sacrificing crazy. money. And there's, it's not like we're the only school doing something like that. Like Georgia Southern, I know they talk about often, but I, I mean, I'm in Georgia and I know a lot of people that I live around are Georgia Southern people and they have the, I mean, they support it and the school supports it and it's doing great. And that's how you can, I mean, in a world of NIL and transfer portals, you have to have something in place. And then our institution, I don't think was set up to be ready for NIL by any means. I mean, we're still trying to fight to get a budget to be in a, a meaningful conference, yet alone handle NIL. So our, if someone's going to take that off of our hand, off of the school's hands, I don't get the fight at all. I, I don't either. And I mean, like Matt was saying, he's talking about specifically us, um, you know, trying to get credentials and stuff like that. The issue, or at least my issue with us trying to get credentials is you've got somebody up the road in Lexington, <clears throat> UK, and they literally just give out credentials left and right. Yeah. It's kind of like Oprah and cars, you know, uh, you get credentials and you get credentials. But, <laughs> you know, Western Western is kind of gatekeeping to traditional media. Um and I don't understand it because it's one of those things that you're getting free publicity from us. You know, we're not doing anything, you know, we're not to, taking anything from them. We're not taking anything from them. We're just kind of putting out our opinions on certain things. But at this at the same point, like you're still getting your name out there. hundred percent. I'm blasting your name on social media and trying to, you know, get your name out there to help, you know, make more Western fans. And I do not, I've never understood why in the athletic program, you know, we don't have a little league football night. We don't have a middle school football program night or something. And, you know, just tell the guys, Hey, you know, if you bring your Jersey, like little league player night, bring your Jersey, wear your Jersey and you get a free ticket, you know, let them kids in for free. They're going to eat a ton of food out of them concession stands. You don't make the money back. And you're only doing one free ticket. Let me tell you, it's a secret. No, not many people are sending their fifth grader to, a, a college game without buying a ticket themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So, so all those that the ten thousand ticket you give away five hundred and then you sell another six hundred. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's there's I mean, there's money to make there, but you cannot be concerned about you know old man so and so who's going to get mad because he bought a season tickets and you're giving them away for free. Well, you know, this is how you keep people cheering for Western instead of, you know, driving two and a half, you know, whatever, however far to another team because they're willing to do stuff and we're not, but. Right. What's the long-term play? That's, that's my issue with it. Like, are we, those kids or, or any kind of fan that you bring in that's brand new, they could be a Western fan for life. Like I brought a few people to basketball games with our tickets and stuff because, you know, my, wife and kids. It didn't make sense for them to be there late at night, whatever. And they were like, man, this is awesome. I need to come back. And it's like, it's freaking exactly. 
that's that's how this works like you get people to show up they realize that it's an awesome experience and then they come back yeah um so uh before we end tonight i appreciate you coming on dennis it's been a great time um we'll have to get you back on this season uh definitely have to touch base with you again and get you back on the podcast really enjoyed it we'll have to have some more stories to talk about um i will tell you as we leave here um, Matt's fascinated with your butt, but anyway. Oh, man. Did you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> Dude, okay, listen, man. <laughs> now, Devin, you're trying to finish this damn podcast. <laughs> now I got to explain this crap, too. Listen, man. <laughs> I was just saying that. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Man, you. Oh, my gosh. You stood okay. out. I don't listen, know what to say, it's man. A, it's like, a, it's a, <laughs> You're not the first. I mean, it's just, it's I don't. It's an athletic trait. Let's say. You know, I was talking about how 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 sturdy you were. You know, like you you weren't. Nobody could move you. Well, look, I'm not very tall, so I had to be something. If I was if I was named yeah. skinny and six feet, no. you got you got a don't man. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Funny joke on the on the on the butt story because I mean, I don't know. Probably not many people on here remember an offensive lineman from back in the day, but. On the Bud store, Neil Calloway, when he was our coach, he would always, when me and Forrest and all them, and Forrest, oh, yeah. for, he would repeat it every day. Neil one day goes, hey, when I tell your fat ass to haul ass, you got to take two damn trips. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Oh, but yes, Matt, when we were talking about, you know, having you on the show and stuff, Matt's like, you remember him. He's the one that had the big butt. And I'm like, What? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, and I'm like, dude, you were just fascinated with his butt, man. Oh Come my on. gosh, man. I had to it, call it just... you out on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever, uh, dude. <laughs> appreciate you having you on tonight. Uh if, on YouTube, guys, if you don't mind, like, share, and subscribe. Like us on Podbean and all the other uh podcasting sites. Uh we appreciate Dennis coming on tonight. We're gonna have to definitely have you on again, buddy. That this has been a lot of fun. Dude, uh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of good fun. memories talked about here. So uh um, as always, guys, we always end it with uh, Go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate you, buddy. Right out, buddy. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, it was good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.